includes Morgan Hill and San Jose. Six minutes after 10, stay tuned for the Saturday special with MZ next. Aaron! Hello! <laughs> Say that again, that's pretty funny. Hello! <laughs> uh, is that your new trademark? Uh, why should it be? Yeah, why not? I mean, I, I've never heard anybody say, you know, have a trademark like that. You might as well claim it before somebody else does. We should. Or I should, it's absolutely. Sort of like, it's sort of like when, you, when you're looking for a, a, a web name, you know, a URL for the for a website. Yeah. And, and you see that it's available. You, you better grab it before somebody else does. Yeah, or I could, you know, just do, you know, something like that. I don't know. <laughs> right. How are you? Do you have a good week? I did. What about yourself? Mm, pretty good. Pretty exciting. Pretty exciting. You know, I call it was a tornado week. A tornado came to town. The tornado is Dr. Wallach. Oh. Anytime Dr. Wallach comes to town, it's like a tornado. <laughs> right, Justin? Absolutely. Yeah, Justin Baker is here. And uh, <clears throat> you, for, for those of you, you're saying you're scratching your head and you're saying, who's Justin Baker? I know that name. I know it. I know it from somewhere. That is correct. You do know it from somewhere. Justin Baker, who is now 31 years of age, um, uh, a a good eight or ten years ago was serving our country, was was fighting for us as an Army Ranger abroad in Afghanistan. Yes, Justin? Correct. Uh Uh-huh. And you and I became acquainted through Longevity. Yes, and you and I—you uh, have a—I've met—I've met some of the most incredibly um, um, unusual and fine, wonderful people who have become some some of my best friends in the longevity. And you're one of them uh, because you have an incredible background. You—I you, mean, it's not every day that I get to meet a real live Army Ranger, and and you're an Army Ranger of, you know, of like a decade ago. I mean, it's just incredible. Yeah, t- uh, I did my tours during 2004. Okay, oh, well, almost a day. Almost, ago. We're, we're we're just about there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, and you had a pro- somehow you developed type one diabetes and and you had to stop, otherwise you certainly wouldn't have, right? Um, uh, yeah, I would have probably been a lifer. Uh, but uh, a lifer, yeah, that's yeah. what they call them. The disease uh, prevented me from going back overseas because I I would have been putting my team at risk uh on combat missions if if the diabetes flared up on a combat mission and they had to stop to resuscitate me it could have you know it could have uh, ended ended negatively for the rest of my platoon or whatnot so it was too risky for the rest of them right right and so, i i couldn't risk i couldn't put them in in danger like that so so um you um so you are no longer you you separated but um but you had some problems um with your with your medical condition since then yeah the VA is uh severely outnumbered there's way more uh, veterans coming back than what the VA is capable of taking care of which is part of the reason why we're uh going to be talking about Syria today i guess exactly um yeah you and i were talking uh yesterday or the day before yesterday about uh what everybody's talking about whether <laughs> Whether we should go to war yet again? Yeah, and uh, and I was I was intrigued with your uh, position on that, and I said, gee, you know, we don't have a Saturday special topic, so that would be the perfect topic, and you would be a perfect guest. So here you are. Appreciate seeing you here, and let's um, golly, at almost ten minutes past ten, let's 
officially start the program. Good morning, a brighter day is here. Good morning, may we bring you cheer. We've got time, we've got tunes, we've got time, tunes and temperature. Get up and go, it's today you know on KSCO Radio. Hey there, good morning, y'all, from 2300 Portola Drive in Santa Cruz, site of one of, one of, if not the last total independent voice in media, unedited, where you can call and become part of the program. Phone number is 479-1080, that's an area 831. Stay with us for the next two hours, please. Good morning. Now That sort of tense music that indicates that, that there, there might be some controversy in this program. More likely, yes, than not. Although, I've got to say that among the people I've talked about this subject with, I, I, can't, I can't find too many people who are um, in favor of going to war in Syria. But I was a little surprised when you said that you're absolutely against it. That's that's odd that you say that because I think uh, I found the opposite. As what you found like most people are for it. Um, most people are relatively uninformed and really couldn't make a, a smart decision on the matter either way. Yes, I, I don't I'm think. I'm sure that's true. They, that's they true. hear that's what Fox true about News, everything in yeah, this country. Whatever Fox News tells them, they're they're already bought in as soon as it comes out of their TV speakers. Well, those know? are the people who watch Fox News, but there and there, then there are other people who watch MSNBC, and the majority of the people watch, uh, um, you know, the America's American Idol, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Just mainstream, yeah. whatever mainstream media. I, I would say that more I, – I, I would be surprised if 30% of the American public gave a damn about how the country is run or, or who's in charge or what's happening with uh, foreign affairs. And I'd say that's, very, very, that's very definitely simple. a fair statement considering how many Americans vote for the president during the presidential election. You know, um, The numbers are relatively low right. <laughs> compared to where they should be. All right, so from your perspective – you know, not only no, but hell no. Should we? Should we? Um, we shouldn't even be thinking about going into I'm, Syria. W- you know, we're going to start another war before we finish the one that's already been going on for ten years. I just, I don't get it. And what is this? Is this World War Three? I mean, we've already been in Iraq. We've already been in Afghanistan. We've already talked about going into Iran. Uh, we've talked about, uh, you know, when the riots were happening in Egypt. Should we do something there? And then we had a. Uh, Libya, and we were considering doing something there. We did kind of do something there, and now we're talking about Syria. It's like, you know, can our troops? Our, our troops have got to be tired, and that's where I come from. Uh, being an Army Ranger, I know um, most of my buddies that stayed when I got sent home. 
uh, have done 15 deployments now. You know, they're One, they're five. 15. Yeah, I know. I um, I'm a board member at the VFW over here on Seventh Avenue. I'm the uh, vice commander, and we do v- charities for veterans, and we do Operation Surf, where we fly in uh, the veterans that have been blown up with landmines, and we uh, put them with the surf instructor and teach them how to surf. And um, those guys were telling me, oh yeah, I got my leg blown off on my 15th deployment. And how, how do you teach someone? Who's a, a leg amputee to surf? How do you do that? You know, I don't know how they do it, but they went out there with they went out there with the the, the disabled veterans, and uh, the surfboards were big enough for the instructor to ride on it with them, and basically he would get these guys standing up on their first wave, and then the, the instructor would jump off and let them ride the wave back to shore. Right. So they all got up, they all got to ride a wave or two, you know, throughout the week. But um, anyway, um, I think our boys are tired. I just think that our, our servicemen, especially in the special ops community where they're going to spend at least three to six months a year over there every year, um, they don't get a year off in between deployments. They do two okay. or three so, a year. So that's the reason that – that's the primary reason you're against any kind of intervention by our country in, in Syria, that, well, that the people were, were beleaguered already, our, our, our forces are – we're just, just too, too spread out. We're spread too thin. So, but but so it has nothing to do with the about about minding our own business and you know taking well, care of our own problems first before we deal with problems in in other parts of the world. I think the way that I pose that question to anybody out there who's listening is, uh, you know, we need to save those those Syrian children. But would you save? Would you send your son over there and sacrifice him to save those two uh, Syrian kids? You know, is your son's life worth? Less than a than a couple of those Syrian kids, because that's what you mothers out there need to be thinking about before you send your boys out there. Is uh, am I willing to to let him go there and die? You know. Yep. Four seven nine ten eighty. That's an area eight three one uh, is the number to call if you want to participate in the discussion here on the Saturday special. Um, U.S. entering Syria, yay or nay, is our topic today. We're very interested in your perspective. Again, 479-1080 in Area 831. Or, if you would prefer, you can participate via email. Shoot an email to me, mz at ksco.com. Yeah, i got to open up the email box here. But uh, And it looks like we have a number of people uh, already uh, on, on, the, um, on the line here. Let's go to our uh, first. We have Colonel Terry and then Dan in Santa Clara. And another phone is ringing already. So... Let's take uh, Colonel Terry. You're on, Colonel. I mean, Terry. I mean, you know. Um, yeah. MZ. Hi. Terry, happy to call in, and I'm happy to have that you've got Justin on. I know Justin, and uh, I respect highly his opinions on many topics and things. Well, good. Uh, as well as this one. And, uh, you know, a serving combat officer on the ground in Afghanistan certainly knows the current environment uh, of world conflicts we've engaged in. And also, first of all, Justin, you know, let me thank you for your service, as others should as well. And, and also uh, emphasize you and your comrades in arms in Afghanistan, as well as in Iraq, were given an impossible mission uh, by our government at the time. And I, I won't elaborate, but Iraq was a fraud. There were no weapons of mass destruction, and Cheney altered the intelligence to fool the world. And there's mounds of evidence okay. to prove that. That, that's, old, that's old news, Colonel Terry. Let's talk about the here and now, okay? You, surely you believe that there are um, – well, I don't know. What do you believe about uh, about, about uh, Syria? I, 
I, I believe it's remotely possible that the uh, reported intelligence has been contrived by uh, the dissidents or people trying to help them, or even the Russians, perhaps. Uh, I think that it's been scrubbed so well and evaluated that clearly Assad did use poison gas in violation, yes, of the 1925 treaty and subsequent agreements Syria's committed to, uh, yes, and as an affront to, to a proper and safer world. Uh, ha now that he's done that, clearly we should, we and the United Nations should first of all restrict that use. But the, the Russians and the Chinese uh, will not let a proper fair debate take place in the UN and a vote to, again, uh, to take action to stop the use of gas there. Uh, I'm, I'm rather appalled having worked at White Houses, that, that Obama has taken the stance he did so quickly. Uh, the red line comment, it shows very poor preparation, staff work, and what we call coordination in advance. But he has a huge ego. Well, yeah, that's, I think, probably true. Uh, but, I, again, that's not poisoning his judgment entirely. Uh, the intelligence also, and I'm curious if Justin agrees with a couple of my points, and then I'll, I'll take his response off the line. Uh, Justin, do you agree it's possible that there's there's more than just Assad's use of gas? There's the issue of has he got so much gas that he is a threat to invading perhaps Israel? He is a threat to the other countries there. He is a threat to the Iraqi oil. Uh, Syria doesn't have the oil, and the Iraqi oil near the Syrian border in Iraq is of high value, uh, costs 50 cents a barrel to let suck up from the ground. It almost pumps itself out. Uh, those could be the circumstances, and there could be a, uh, some collaboration with Iraq uh, and, uh, you know, excuse me, with Iran, the mullahs in Iran and Assad, that we see as a, a clear danger, and we have to stop, uh, again, an Iranian utilization. Terry, ask, or, your, ask a question, quick. So we got to move on. You're making a big, long speech. Bottom line for you, Justin, is do you agree with me that a limited strike, if the intelligence is solid, and we can stop the further use and threat to the region from Assad's poison gas. We can take it out, and we can also neutralize his military so that he doesn't win, but the uh, dissidents don't uh, lose. So we have a stalemate, that our big strategic objective is nobody, no side wins in Syria, and we keep a stalemate there. Do you agree with me, Justin? That might be our, our true objective. Well, I think... Uh Big big army occupation is something that we need to get away from. Um, it's not cost effective, and I, being a member of the special operations community, I have so much respect for them and what they're capable of. Um, I think uh, we could prevent major wars from dragging on for 10 years by by using our special ops more effectively and maybe building them up to twice the size that they are right now. I know they're they're over 50,000 uh, men, but Maybe our special ops branch ought to be a hundred or a hundred and fifty thousand, and as trained as they are today, if not more. Um, and we wouldn't need to send a million troops over and, and leave them there. Uh, I think they could go in and get the key targets. I mean, I've I've done it. I've been on missions where we went in and grabbed a, a handful of key targets all at once. And so I know we're capable of it, and I don't see any need to like uh, send the hundred and first airborne division in. Okay. I mean, it's just too many people. Uh, thank you, Terry, for your call to the Saturday special. That opens up a line at 479-1080 in Area 831. <clears throat> I'm MZ. With me in the studio is Justin Baker. And we're uh, talking uh, Syria. Should we attack? Yes or no? Uh, give us a call or send an email to mz at kfco.com. Here is Dan 
in Santa Clara. Hi, Dan, you're on the air. Good morning, Michael. Hey. Hi, Justin. And hi, Justin. Uh, I just wanted to say thank you for your service. Thank you. Very much appreciated. And you sound like a very intelligent, informed uh, young man. And I was curious if you have any opinion about these recent reports regarding um, the Qatari natural gas pipeline uh, coming up through Qatar, um, up through Syria and into Turkey and into uh, Western Europe, and whether you think that possibly the true motivation to get us into this war with Syria is to throw Assad out so that he, we can implement and uh, get this natural gas pipeline built. And uh, the reason why the Russians uh, want to keep Assad in is because he is opposing this pipeline and um, is, uh, is favorable towards the pipeline that comes in from Russia in order to sell their natural gas into Western Europe. Do you have any opinion on that? I don't really know much about um, the Qatar pipeline that you're talking about now, but uh, what you just described would not surprise me one bit. I mean, there's always a power grab going on between China, Russia, and the U.S., uh, for other people's resources, and the, they're trying to run pipelines all over the Middle East. I mean, that's supposedly the reason Cheney wanted us to go into Afghanistan in the first place is uh, to get a pipeline run across Afghanistan, which I don't know if you know there's any progress on that happening or not, but uh, what right do we have to help ourselves to these people's uh, backyards and, and run pipelines through their, you know, through their land? I, right, I, don't, exactly. I don't think it's right, you know? Yeah, and I think that, you know, the, the difference between what we're being told about what's happening in Syria and the reality are two very, very different things. I mean, there are just too many uh, things like this uh, that point to possibly, you know, other motivations besides just humanitarian reasons to go into that country. And that's why I, I vehemently oppose us uh, getting involved in Syria at all. So thanks for taking my call. Okay. D add, hey, another, add another to the no column. Thank you, Dan and Santa Clara. Uh, let's see who is next. That would be uh, Linda in San Lorenzo Valley. Linda, welcome to well, KSU. Hi. hi. Yeah, hi. Good morning, and thank you, Justin, for your service very much. Appreciate it. Thank you. Um, I, what I want to say, absolutely not, no. Uh, I think it's insanity. I think there's a lot more to it behind the scenes than we have any idea what, their, what of course, Obama's motives are, but... Um, you brought up uh, Fox News in the beginning, and um, i got to say, I listen to everybody, and I'm kind of a news junkie. I listen to all the news stations, Alex Jones, I listen to everybody, and Fox News is definitely about 90% against going into Syria in every level that I've heard and listened to. So um, what was your main criticism for Fox News? I was curious. You know, um, when I was in Afghanistan, we had a live feed of Fox News running 24 hours a day over there. Okay. And it was just so um, – it used the word terrorist and terror and terrified and anything with starting with <laughs> terror, terror in it so many times that I, I got to the point where I felt like they were just trying to brainwash me. Um, I don't really watch them too much these days uh, because when I was an Army Ranger – you know, we watched Fox News nonstop, and I think part of that was to get us in the middle mind state that they wanted us in, which was, you know, there is terror and there are terrorists, and I believe there probably are, but I don't believe there's nearly as many as what our mainstream media in this country talks about. You know, I think the average person wants to just live. You know, I think there's a lot more than what they talk about. I do listen to Christian TV, too, 
And um, the percentage of uh, extremist Muslims is so much, but it ends up in the hundreds of millions. It's huge. It's way more than what we can possibly think of. Most of them, their ideology is Sharia law, and that's what they want to bring to over there. And it's it is a grave danger. I, I do over believe there that, they want to bring it here. Well, yeah. <laughs> Well, of course. But I, I, what I want to say, I hear a lot of people put down Fox News. And again, I listen to everything. And they do pretty good. Everybody on there, they have a lot of different people. Um, the only person I'm not in love with is O'Reilly, but um, <laughs> they do a pretty good job. I kind of just hate to hear that. But I, I do listen to everybody, but I, I think it's the terrorist thing is way worse than what you're even thinking. From what I see on Christian TV, the annihilation of Christians over there, they burned 70 churches recently. Um, they burn people alive in churches. It's The uh, attitude against Christians is just horrendous, and people are not bringing that up, especially Obama's never even mentioned it. He could care less. And Bush didn't do such a good job either. You know, we're going to go in there to what? To, to protect them so they can have Sharia law, and th- all the Christians are going to be gone that have been there for 2,000 years since the time Paul Paul was there. They're, they're going to get out of the country. So we're not protecting the Christians. I don't want to go in there at all. I think it's totally wrong. I don't trust Obama as far as I could throw him. But um, I do think the terrorist threat is huge. Hey, did you say I don't trust Obama? A bomber. A bomber. A bomber. That's that could be his new moniker. A bomber. <laughs> maybe no, maybe not yet, but pretty him. close, huh? Well, but, say, I, I, I thought it up. Okay, MG gets the credit. I, I got to say one more thing. I have been watching Christian TV for 30 years. I saw they were showing this stuff in the 80s, the training camps. I saw this, and when 9/11 happened, no big surprise. It is big. It's huge. It's, it's way bigger than you think. You got to. You know, Justin, when, when you were saying that about what you believe that that they make that they blow it way out of proportion and make it sound like they're way more terrorists than they really are, I, I was saying uh, I love Justin, but I don't agree with him. It's I think like, there's more like, terrorists like than Linda, we I think it's dream of. I think it's exactly the opposite. It just is like, the opposite. Just, it is the just opposite. Just like Linda says. Anyhow, Linda, want to okay. thank you for your call to the okay. Saturday thank special. You. Okay, thank you. Uh, let's see uh, who's been okay. Yeah, Mike in San Jose will be the next caller. Then Ron in Northern California. Uh, hey, hey Mike. Mike uh, is always. I, I, I recognize the phone number, and we <laughs> always have great calls from Mike in San Jose. Now, I hope I didn't just queer it by saying that, Mike. Oh no, I'll be I'll, I'll be on my best behavior. I'm, you know, you're always on your best behavior. What I'm saying <laughs> is, you're a quality caller. I always look forward to your calls. Uh, thank you, thank you, and thank you, Justin, for being on, being here today, and and sharing with us what you saw firsthand over there, versus what gets filtered to us ultimately. Uh, I want to say that I'm giving a big no to the, to this war. In in uh, Syria, I think it's it's completely contrived. We have no idea who set off this gas attack, if there was even one at all. Uh, the, the Obama, what's he do? He goes to Russia, then he goes and meets with the LBTQXYZ community or whatever over there. That was his big diplomacy there. He's trying to gin up support with the gay community in Moscow, and there's World War Three on the horizon. Obama needs to go back to Chicago, and he needs to become a community organizer once again 
driving people to the polls. This guy is the worst president we've ever had in the history of the United States. And I want to know right now, I want to put this out there for the listeners. Where is the anti-war left? Where are they? Do you, they're, they're nowhere to be found. You couldn't find Sean Penn right now if George Bush became president again, right? Where, where are these guys? Where are they? Ed Asner comes out the other day. What does he say? He says he doesn't want to protest the war because he might seem like he's anti-black. What do you guys have to say for that? Uh, new left and uh, anti-war left. Where, where, where are you speaking out against Barrio? That's a that's actually a great comment too because I have heard very few people in in mainstream media or celebrity people that would normally be speaking out against something like this. I I haven't heard any of that this time around. So where's Spazner, everyone? Where is Barfalo. everyone? Spazner, Barfalo, where are they? Olbermann. Oh wait, he's doing sports now. He he failed at politics. But where where is everybody? I mean, where's the anti-war left in Santa Cruz? You know, they're always the ones you know doing some protests and everything. Where's the where's those crazy two million uh, people protest in San Francisco, smashing out Starbucks windows, right? I mean, this is this is the word. I mean, I would say people hate America now more than ever. Wait till wait till Obama starts lobbying uh, bombs at an Arab country. Well, am I, I mean, correct guy, that he I mean, can't do that without congressional congressional approval? <laughs> well, he he, he but he'll get it. Well, he won't get the Senate. He it. won't get the Senate. It'll be a partisan type thing. He'll get the House, but anyhow, I, I don't know. But we're, we're, we're talking about should we? Should we? Yes no, or no? Absolutely okay. So, and I agree, not. and Justin agrees, and everybody I've talked to agrees. Why doesn't somebody call four seven nine ten eighty? Who disagrees and says that <laughs> well, we should my, indeed my, is, be going in this, and attacking? Ron, this last caller Ron talked will? about Christians. This last caller talked about uh, the annihilation of Christians. It's been going on since the Mexican Revolution started in 1910. This is a hundred-year-old thing. Mexico, Armenia, Europe during World War One, during World War Two. Uh, you could go in in uh, the Boxer Rebellion. Uh, you could the Ethiopia when Holly Selassie died, they annihilated the Christians. Uh, they many of many people who are Arabs that I've known my whole life, they're Christians. They had to leave the you know, you know whatever decade it was they left because they because they were Christians. Who were the people being annihilated by Bill Clinton in Serbia? They were Christians. So it seems a bit odd that we talk about. Uh, the Holocaust, uh, you know, Obama raises the issue of the Holocaust all of a sudden in Sweden. You know, he snaps on the snaps on the uh, yarmulke and speaks to some Holocaust survivors. Uh, what about Christian survivors of, of all the Holocaust of Christianity that's gone on around the world? And yeah, was the Holocaust terrible? Absolutely. But he's trying to compare the Holocaust to what's going on now. It's two different things. It's a civil war versus a scientific dictatorship that Hitler that Hitler had and and you know what he did to Poland and and everything else. So I I find it odd that 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 he's comparing this to the Holocaust and then all of a sudden out of nowhere on his way to the G20 he goes to Sweden which probably has the smallest Jewish population in the world and all of a sudden is in a synagogue giving a speech about the Holocaust and comparing it to his current situation. That's disgusting, and it should be disgusting to Holocaust survivors. 
It should yeah. be completely disgusting to them. Mike, you know, thank, thank all you of a so sudden much. there he is with his with his yarmulke. Come on, people. Appreciate your call as always. There goes Thanks, Mike. There Thanks, goes, yeah, there goes Mike in San Jose. Um, before we put our next caller on, which will be Ron in Northern California, I want to remind people of something that I should have done. I was remiss. I should have done this at the beginning. Um, today it's a beautiful day uh, here at uh, at KSCO all around the Monterey Bay. If you're in the area or can be nearby and want to come on down and pick up a Healthy Start Pack from Longevity, we are giving away free hats and free books for every um, – one free book, one free hat for every um, uh, Healthy Start Pack purchased. Kay is here to autograph the books if you want. If you don't want to get a, a Healthy Start Pack, you can buy a book for $10.80. Uh, you can buy a hat for uh, – oh, excuse me, a, a, a hat for $10.80 and a book for 15 um, and uh, additional books, $10 each. And 100% of the proceeds go to keep this unique radio station. Nothing like it in the country, ladies and gentlemen. Don't take my word for it. Anybody will tell you that. Um, and uh, every every kind of... Uh, when, when, you're, when you're supporting your, your own health with longevity products, and when you're buying K, copies of Kay's commentary books, and when you're buying KSEO hats and shorts and things, you're helping us support our operation, as Alex Jones would say. Okay, next caller, Ron in Northern California. Hey, MZ. Hey, Ron. Here. <laughs> it's Rockin' Ron in California. Yeah, so you are acquainted with yeah. Justin also. And according yeah. to Justin, you have a different perspective on the subject for today. Well, I'm against it, too. I have, you know, I'm a little emotional about it as well. I have friends in Israel, and, you know, when you have friends over there, and you, you get a different perspective. They have to stand in line for five hours for a gas mask because they're afraid that they're going to get bombed themselves or, you know, have a suicide bomb or whatever to get on the bus, you know. So, but they go along with you know their lives. They they really don't even think about uh, being afraid. They're you know going to get a gas mask to stand in five hours. But you know that if if we do this, if we go into Syria, we're gonna you know soon that's gonna be us. We're gonna be standing in line uh, for a gas mask. You know. This so wait a minute. Stuff. You're agreeing with all the rest uh, of us then? We could have a we could have a civil war here. Anyway. There's no evidence that guy, uh, you know, and they says that uh, Russia and China are blocking the UN. Uh, you know, uh, they're, they're, they don't have any evidence. Kerry doesn't have any evidence. He, he said they had countries, 12 or several countries. They can't even name one because they say now they say it's classified. So I don't know. I, I'm against well, it. You're, you're against going. Okay. So, Justin, we, it's. You, you, I thought you said that he was he had a different perspective. Yeah, I thought uh, I, me and uh, Rock and Ron well, had a discussion about this last night, and I thought he was he he wanted to go in because uh, he just didn't feel like we could let guys like this uh, push people around. Um, but apparently, well, that was uh, somebody else you were talking to, probably. <laughs> it must have been apparently. <laughs> oh, let me just put it out. We got two other callers: Brian and San Juan Batista, and Richard and Watsonville. 
We want you to call even if you agree with all of us and all of the callers so far that we have no business going to Syria. Uh, but I really want to hear from someone who believes that we should go to Syria. Okay, 479-1080. If there's anybody out there, I'm beginning to think there's nobody out there except maybe Obama. It sounds like it. Obama is the only one that wants Obama, us to go to Obama. <laughs> Obama is the only one that wants us to bomb Syria. <laughs> God, you're, you're, we're risking a direct confrontation with Russia. There, there are all kinds of war. reasons. Yeah, there, there's no, there's no end to the reasons to not go in. I want to hear just one reason to go in. <laughs> just one. Well, if he, get, if he, you know, he's bombing or if he's uh, got chemical weapons and he's killing his own people, well, yeah, we should go in there. And, but you know, that's uh, a tragedy. It's a it's a horrible thing, but it's 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 not our problem. It's not our problem. Can I, we, I hate to many, sound cold, but it's not our. Yeah. We have enough of our own problems, thank you, that need to be yeah. tended to. Right, and I, you know, uh, I don't really, you know, I think something should be done. I mean, look at what they're doing. I mean, uh, we got the fluoride or the, you know, sodium fluoride in the water. We got, you know, they're, you know, we're we're being poisoned by our food, GMOs in our foods. We got. You know, all this stuff, they're attacking the uh, people here in the United States. Uh, what Dr. Glidden or Ben was saying the other day, 14,000 people since the, this thing has been going on, which is 10 times the people uh, have died from a, a prescription drug or or a doctor-recommended uh, treatment. And, and nobody says anything about yeah. that. They yeah, just, they just accept it as a fact of life. Yeah. They, and... yeah. Oh, yeah, and I'm going to die at 72, and, you know, I'll be going in and out of the hospital. And, you know, we, uh, I did read a – I'm going I, – I don't want to harp on that. But, anyway, I did read something. Fox News covered an uh, InfoWars story. But I wouldn't trust Fox News, Fox News. You know, I mean, it's it's all dividing. They, they put that on Fox News for a reason. So uh, a, a liberal won't – believe Fox News and then a, a conservative, what they call themselves these these names, but uh, then they're not going to believe CNN. So it's just dividing. It's trying to divide us and, uh, you know, and, uh, and these these religious things, We you know, we have to stay on everybody's side. We have to fight for everybody's rights, uh, not just Christians. And those Christians are getting killed over there. I've heard a lot of reports on that. And uh, that's disgusting. And, you know, I mean, Jews, it's just we have to stand up for everybody's right or we're going to soon lose our own. That's all I have to say. All right. We're happy you said it on KSCO AM 1080, where the time is 20 minutes before 11 a.m., hour number one of the Saturday special. MZ with uh, Justin Baker and you, the callers. Let's see. uh, Next, we're going to go to Brian in San Juan Bautista. Hey, Brian, welcome to KSCO. You're on. Well, thanks very much. I'm I'm now in uh, Gilroy, San Martin. Oh, okay. Brian in Gilroy slash San Martin. Get get that GPS tracker on me. Okay. Um, Once again, I want to echo the sentiments. Justin, thank you very much for your service. Uh, I've had uh, uh, brothers-in-law currently stationed elsewhere and other family, uh, so I appreciate your contributions. 
Um, my one thing, and I know other people have floated this out here, uh, a lot of the WMDs that people keep talking about that weren't found in Iraq, uh, there were reports that they were spirited to Syria. Wouldn't surprise me if we find a box off or two in Syria that said courtesy of Iraq. Um, what about if Justin has any ideas or thoughts that a year ago when the Syrian Free Army made gains, significant gains early on in this civil war, took over and held an air base, which did have deposits of uh, chemical weapons on it, and Panetta admitted that they lost track of where these weapons were then. Why can't it be possible that the owners um, were not actually, and these used were actually from the Syrian Free Army. There's been reports that um, this has been happened in the past, such as in Sarajevo, where people would use it as a frame to counter public opinion. Um, you can easily take a car, somebody else's car, drive over somebody, and people would assume it's you're the one that did it because it was your car, but they didn't identify the occupant. There is no conclusive evidence at this point that, um, that can persuade anybody to say it really was Assad that used it. It would be irrational for him to do it since he was actually wiping the floor um, with the opposition at this point. And since both sides are such bad actors, neither one would be a good alternative to stay out of it. Um, for the last two weeks, it's been a bipolar communications effort on the part of this administration. Uh, whatever engagement is basically foobar, um, even if they got the go-ahead. And so I would think it's and just in quite right. I never even thought about the fact that the over-reliance on special ops right now in the last decade or so, um, and this basically would obviously point to another um, reliance on special ops operations in order to have to carry these things out. So I would definitely agree to Justin that this is not, not the point in time, especially with inconclusive evidence and the track record of this administration from, say, oh, Benghazi or Libya or, oh, um, um, fast and furious operations is, is just not a good track record to, to base anything on. Uh, <clears throat> I, I wanted to say uh, something about you, you kind of brought up um, that the weapons had come from, from Iraq. And I actually watched a documentary film and read a book um, made by two totally different people that both claim that Bush actually sold Saddam uh, the weapons that he, the chemical weapons that he was using um, when Bush Sr. was the head of the CIA. Yeah, way back when. And so, and then when, when Saddam started using those chemical weapons, we wanted to get on him because he was using chemical weapons against his people, and lo and behold, they were American-made chemical weapons. Um, and so... When I heard that this gas was being used, the first question on my mind was, well, where did that gas come from? You know, is that another American-made weapon that those people, that we sold them directly or that we put out on the world market somewhere, somehow, um, because we're weapons, we're the biggest weapons distributor on Earth, um, aside from the Russians and the Chinese, and they may be bigger than us or we may be bigger than them. But what I've noticed is every time I see footage of combat happening, they're either carrying American weapon systems Chinese weapon systems or Russian weapon systems, um, and I know in in Israel uh, the Palestinians are feeling like they're being oppressed or whatnot, and the Israelis are using Americans we American weapon systems from what I from the photos that I've seen, um, and driving Humvees which are built um, here in the states and designed here in the states, and I've been to the factory where they the engineers design the military Humvees. Uh, and that's what they're driving around over there. So I think we're 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 distributing a lot of these weapons that all these conflicts are are using to wage war on each other, you know. 
And uh, I don't I don't feel that that's right either. I mean, how can we say that he can't use those chemical weapons if we're the ones pushing them to him, you know? Yeah. Well, and again, but the logic also is in this particular point in the Syrian theater, the civil war going on for about two years, um, there were two or three reports prior to the August 21st incident that there were chemical weapons discharges and nothing was done. And there was never any conclusive evidence, even to this point, who actually made the discharge. All of a sudden now the campaign with Kerry was, oh, it had to have been Assad. But, but the logic is, why would Assad have done that if he was clearly the momentum had shifted to his favor and he was pushing back strongly? Why wouldn't have been maybe a weapon or two canister from this occupied air base last year been used to basically frame Assad? Although we all know Assad is no Santa Claus. Um, why, why isn't beyond the realm of possibility since the Homeland Security right now, what is their big thing is drills with potentials of terrorist groups using nerve agents. So why, if it's not impossible in a, in a domestic situation here in the United States that we combat an anti-terrorist situation, why is it not possible that they would have been happening in Syria? That's true. Yeah. All right. Hi. Hey, thank you very much, uh, uh, Brian. We really appreciate thank your you. call. To the Saturday special, let's see. Let's have the computer take the next caller. That would be Richard N. Watsonville. Hey, Richard. Hello, Mike. Hey. Uh, um, I'm probably going to be the guy that calls and says I'm all for going to Syria. Are, is it just be, is it because you really are or because you're just naturally contrary? Oh, no. It's because, uh, well, you saying that I'm naturally contrary is your opinion, right? Well, no, no. I know now, that's... come on, man. Now, come on now. You were not in the military, Mike. That is true. Absolutely. So you're sitting here trying to talk like you what? President Obama? Uh, that has nothing to do with me not having been in the military. It's just an observation. It's just a... It's no, just... no, no, no. I'm just saying that you make a lot of remarks here and try to start a fire you got going here, and I'm thinking, <laughs> uh, you know... Look at this guy go. And it's and my yeah, job, yeah. man. It's my so, job. Okay, here, here's my job. Here's my job. When was the last time you ever saw peace or anybody else out in this audience in the Middle East? When? Uh, never. I can't remember in my lifetime. All right, Mr. Mr. Justin Baker. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, the Humvees? Uh-huh. How many people will that hold? Uh, Well, it depends on uh, what the back of the Humvee looks like, but you can probably fit four in the back and four in the in the seats up front. I'll tell you what, Plus the a gunner. First ones, the first ones that came out held two in the front, six in the back, and were made out of fiberglass, man. No metal. And I said, this is going to replace the Jeep? And we did thousands of them things and have them camouflaged, man. And then after that, we did these ATVs, these little four-wheeler jobs. Mm-hmm. Did you ever see any of those out in the field? Uh, we used the Polaris, the little Polaris uh, six-wheel vehicles. Yeah, we, we, we camouflaged those things and these uh, two-wheeled uh, off-road motorcycles. We camouflaged all that crap, man, just so they could go out there and do it. It's perfect for this kind of terrain, isn't it? Yep, works I well. I cannot see Army Rangers sitting around, Mr. Baker, watching Fox News all day. Any more than I can see a bunch of, of Army Rangers watching a whole lot of Christian TV. You know, <laughs> the, you know the U.S. gets no gas mask, Michael. Where's your gas mask, Mr. Zwirling? I have none. Where's your Geiger counter, Mr. Zwirling? I have none. There used to be one here at the station, but it walked. Someone, someone took it away. I'm about no. to buy one so I can it, check it, the it fish really washing matter. up on the beach. Look, look who's got the gain from this man, Iraq. England, Turkey, 
Israel, Saudi Arabia, uh, you name it, Jordan, Egypt. You're, do you mean if, if the country falls, that they're going to no, go in and... this is what, right now we're taking bets on who's going to fire the first shot. And I say it's either going to be the Mahan or the Stout. I don't think it's going to be sub. But uh, when that happens, you watch what happens. Everybody's going to jump in on this, fracas because it's over. We want peace in the Middle East, don't you? It would be don't nice. Don't you, Michael? Mr. Baker, yeah. well, if you want it, let's go get it. We're sitting right there. Have you ever heard of the Fifth Fleet, either one of you? No. Okay, let me read you a headline here. Army aviators. Do you know about those guys, Justin? Yep. They fly a thing called an AH-64D Apache. Mm -hmm. You ever board one of those? Negative, but I've uh, had them flying above me on combat missions. Well, they go, they go all the way back to Vietnam. They're so reliable. So much more reliable than other, that other piece of crap they're trying to sell on us. But here's, here's the uh, headline. Army aviators and U.S. sailors team up in the F Fifth Fleet. And it shows these helicopters, Army helicopters, landing on these Navy ships. Hmm. What does that tell you? They're going to push a ship close, close enough to shore for the helicopter to fly that's a floating, in. That's a floating base, man. Yep. That's all you need. That's home. That's mama. So, I mean, why not go get it if it's sitting right there? You just got to get a map out and look at it. And you were over there at the VFW? Yes, sir. I've never joined the VFW. You know why? Why is that? When I came back from Vietnam after the second time, just the second time alone, which I did 325 combat missions in a 113-day period, I went to the VFW. They looked at my paper and said, hey, you weren't ever in Vietnam. We can't sign you up. I wind up Menlo Park Hospital, Veterans Hospital. They finally let me out and said, yes, he was in the Navy. Yes, he was in Vietnam twice. I never went back to the VFW. You know what I mean? Well, we need, we need guys like you in there. Do you there. know what VA stands for? It stands for Violence Anonymous. And there's a lot of upset veterans from past wars, not not alone just your war, the two you went to, but the one we're getting ready to go into. Do you think we're ready? Not really. Are, are you ready to go back? I mean, is your diabetes under control now? No. No. Well, then you're not you're not really doing the job. You're not doing the the, the Doc Wallach boogie here. I mean, you're still taking the medicine, huh? Unfortunately, but I—I I mean, my case of diabetes is so severe that it's like it's most. It's not as severe as mine. Hell, I've been doing it for decades, man. You know, and you got out of the service with it. I wish I would have known that trick. We've had guys on this radio station the past couple of weeks talking about how they got a hold of psychiatrists' books, huh, Mister Zwirling, and, and found out ways to get out of going to Vietnam. You weren't one of them people. But you know of people like that. I had a friend across the street from me, Justin, that, that took a, a, a lawnmower, a power lawnmower, gas engine lawnmower, took some LSD, turned that lawnmower on the side, and stuck his foot in it. That's how much he didn't want to go to Vietnam. Could you do that, Mr. Baker? I wouldn't do that. I actually wanted to go overseas. Uh... I didn't want to go. I had a lottery number. What was yours, Mr. Swirling? 
176. See, you would have gone. Yeah. But yeah. you you couldn't go. Well, I was surprised I got a 4F in the in the mail one day because of a childhood history, history of asthma. I thought I was going to have the 2S student deferment, and that was it. And then after that, well, yeah, I, you're right. I, I thought my lump, my number was low enough that I was going to have to go. Well, I was wondering why the brain didn't go down to the recruiter and say, hey, let me in, man. I don't care about no asthma. Put no, because I didn't want to go. I, did, I didn't want to go. I wasn't, I wasn't in favor of that war. You were just like me. But I had a lower number than you. Uh-huh. So I went, I, and at least they let me go in the Navy because at least I graduated from high school, which is the only uh, – Navy and Air Force are the only two that take anybody. You have to have a, a high school diploma. Yeah. Army, they take anybody. Richard, Marines, this, anybody. This, I, this is one of our the more fascinating discussions with you. However, there are so many people. I, well, I want, I'm sorry. I'll get off the no, line. No, no, don't be yeah. sorry. Thank you very much for calling. Yeah, I, I appreciate care. it. You too. There goes Richard and Watsonville. Here is our next caller, Billy Sunshine. MZ. Hi, Billy Sunshine. Hi there, buddy. I called to respond to your request for someone to respond to who thinks we should go uh, and uh, respond to the use of poison gas, which is where I'm at. Yeah, I, I actually wouldn't. I, I, I was thinking about what your position might be, and I, I, it's a toss-up. So, But I guess you're in favor of it, huh? Yes, I'm not in favor of going to war. What I'm in favor of is very is very simple. What I want us to do is uh, bomb the uh, uh, degrade his ability to, to, to continue to make war by bombing his airfields and his missile placements. You see, America, we are the strongest country in the world by a factor of ten. That's with conventional warfare, but we are the ones who will suffer most if people think that chemical or biologicals are okay to use. That's when we really take it in the shorts. So we need to be clear about that. The other thing I like about uh, standing up to uh, Assad at this point is it's standing up to Putin. It's telling Putin, you know, we don't like the fact that you keep resupplying these people, and we're going to make it as hard as possible. I would, in fact, after I bombed the airfields, then I'd put up a naval blockade to make sure there was no rearming of Assad. You don't have to worry about starting World War III. America and Russia will never face each other directly. We will always use a third party. What do you think? What do you think, Justin? Uh, I I tend to agree with that. I mean, <clears throat> if that were to ever take place, America versus Russia, uh, the world would pretty much be destroyed, I think. And one more thing. The other reason we should attack Assad for using chemical weapons is to force us to behave because we're the people who have been selling everybody but if we attack for the use of them, we could never sell them ever again. Justin, I don't hear you disagreeing at all with Billy. Does that mean he's... He's, he's making some good points, he's, definitely. He's he turning, always is, does. Is he turning you around? Well, I mean, I'm... There's there's reasons why we should, and there's reasons why we shouldn't. And I just... Uh, just because of the financial situation of our country right now, I mean, I don't see how we can afford it, especially something as drawn out. What do you say to that, Billy? Well, we don't. Well, as he starts to go into, we, it's not shouldn't be drawn out. It should be a very limited strike using tomahawks uh, and a few airplanes. You know, see, we've been watching them move everything ever since we started to threaten to come. Now we just sit and watch, and our satellites watch where they try to move, what they consider valuable, and now we know where to hit. Yeah, it if, should be it, short, sweet, and powerful. If we're gonna do it, we need to knock them out with one punch. Yeah, exactly. Regardless of how how they do that, it needs to it needs to be quick and effective. 
Yes, and it's not about necessarily uh, killing Assad, although if that happened, that would be a lovely thing. You know, we don't want to bomb places where uh, the people are. Like I said, it's the runways and the missiles that we're after. All right, Billy, thanks for your call to the Saturday special. Richard N. Pacific Grove, you're on the air. Yeah, so much to say, so little time. Uh, It took us how many years to get Saddam Hussein? I mean, uh, uh, Osama bin Laden? (laughs) And and we're all of a sudden going to go out there and be able overnight to knock out all these different sites that uh, we're talking about. This is ludicrous. Okay, so... It's, It's not even possibly believable. Yeah, so what you're, you're, you're agreeing with me and just about everybody except Billy. Oh, that, of course. Yeah, okay. Of course. And I, I'm a warrior to the teeth. I'm a warrior to the teeth. Okay? This is a, this is a, this is a clear example of, of saying, oh, no, this is, this is nothing. This is just make-believe. I'm tired of seeing all those civilians get blown away for nothing. All we're doing is trying to sway somebody's ego. This, this has nothing to do And that with somebody the is named? Obama. Uh-huh. You know that as well as I do. Okay. I mean, it's, this is this is Yes, a joke. I do know that, but I, I just this, wanted this to is, make sure that yeah, this is that was a, actually uh, just a little quiz to see if you were paying attention. Yeah. Okay, buddy. Yeah. Okay. This is such a uh, such a disgusting joke. I mean, uh, we let uh, so many things happen, then all of a sudden. Uh, but but didn't he, but he, didn't Billy didn't Billy Sunshine make some cogent um, thought? I, I think Billy Billy Sunshine uh, is under the false impression that we've really got. Uh, the capabilities with our, with our aircraft and all that stuff to go in and knock them out. I mean, we don't know where this stuff is. You know, we've got our special forces, which I, I just best people in the world, I, I guarantee you. But there's going to be so many reasons why we're not allowed to hit. You know, in Vietnam, we had the same problem. We knew where the bad guys were. We knew where a lot of stuff was. We weren't allowed to attack it. And we are, we are being led into this by one of the 20th century's largest liars, which is John Kerry. Here is a guy who, who has shown nothing but disdain for the military throughout his history. Okay, everything about this man is a lie. Everything, Michael. I know everything about John Kerry. Everything about him is a lie, and he is sitting there lying to each and every one of us. He each American is. Said, he, he's lying through his teeth, and he's sitting there with Mr. McCain. He's got Mr. McCain backing him up. Another tremendous liar. Okay. And we are, we are getting sucked into something we have no business in. I, I couldn't agree with you I more. It. I want to thank Richard N. Pacific Grove. we got 10 seconds before the news right here on your favorite radio station. The Saturday special with Justin Baker and MZ talking about Syria going in, yay or nay. KSCO San